Hey, this is Adrian Hernandez, and welcome to the NIH Collaboratory Grand Rounds podcast. We're here to give you some extra time with our speaker and ask some of the tough and interesting questions you want to hear most. If you haven't already, we hope you'll watch the full Grand Rounds webinar recording to learn more. All of our Grand Rounds content can be found at rethinkingclinicaltrials.org. Thanks for joining. Hi there, this is Adrian Hernandez from the NIH Collaboratory. And today we're here with Renee Mitchell, Terry Reed, and Roseanne White, who will be reflecting on MD EpiNet rapid and speed projects. These are projects that are leveraging real-world evidence to get better, faster, cheaper medical devices for physicians and patients with the answers that they need. So, Renee, Terry, Roseanne, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you. So, Renee, let me uh, start with you. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the concept of why MD EpiNet develop these projects? What was the problem you're trying to solve? Well, I think today we all know that healthcare costs are rising. We also know that patients and physicians have a gap in getting new technologies to the bedside in a timely manner. So uh, one of our goals, again, uh, the title of the webinar is we are trying to get better, faster, and cheaper medical devices for physicians and patients. We really believe that this is an innovative approach and we're looking for support across a wide range of healthcare, academia, FDA, as well as global. Right. And, and Terry, uh, you worked across a number of different groups before. Can you, can you speak to a little bit about the structure and collaborative nature that has been developed here? Yes. Yeah, so my specific focus is on UDI adoption, unique device identification. And in this group, in RAPID, we worked um, specifically on the informatics side, not just looking at UDI, but also uh, common data elements. And it it ended up that um, we worked so collaboratively together that the informatics group and the UDI adoption group actually formed one single group. And what What was really nice about uh, this project is that from leadership on down, people listen to each other. They respect the expertise of those who have expertise in informatics versus the clinical versus statistics. And I think it's really made for um, what we like to refer to as um, a rapid, speedy project. We, We use those terms often, as Renee mentioned. That's great. And, and Roseanne, can you tell us a little more uh, details about the Rapid and Speed projects? Uh, what are they about? So for the Rapid, it's it's uh, changing the way we collect information instead of necessarily creating a separate case report form and having separate people um, write down information that you have to check. What we're trying to do is get uh, closer to the source of the information in um, where we're getting as close as possible to the medical records um, and then extract that information. So there is less work all around. Uh, You don't have to have multiple people entering the same information in several different places. It only happens once at a hospital. Um, We are able to collect more information um, than maybe we would have for the same amount of time. And another um, important part of this is the, the sort of minimum core data set. Uh, we have an agreement of about 
what everybody will collect. And so that, again, makes it easier to set up standardized programming, standardized analyses, et cetera, so that we can um, get data faster, better, and cheaper and get uh, medical devices to patients. Now, Roseanne, you've had a lot of experience working uh, across industry and academia on these types of uh, projects. And uh, often, finding the common denominator can be quite a challenge. Not all the information that um, people care about regarding devices are part of the routine healthcare record. How do you see that issue being addressed over time? Well, I think it's kind of a staged approach. Right now, we're uh, working with entering information into registries. Um, uh, For example, the Vascular Quality Initiative has a registry where they're collecting at several hundred hospitals information about all the vascular procedures. Um, That will allow us, as we work with each one of these registries, to get everybody used to certain types of data that we're going to need. Like I said, since we're trying to get it to a point where they only have to enter it in once, eventually that will trickle down to people's everyday, what are they recording into the medical record. So it will evolve over time. It's a step-by-step approach. Um, But one of the things that the project did, which I think is so remarkable, is they went and they looked at all the articles in this area, plus uh, case report forms from, um, I think, 20 or 30 different places. And they found that there was maybe 100 variables that were common across, and also they were the most used. Many people collect information that is never used later on. And so it was a lot easier than we thought to come to a common core minimum data set. Um, actually getting it to reflect in the medical records will evolve over time. Well, that, that's very impressive. Now, Renee, you know, from your experience, uh, often there is this uh, what-if scenario that you have to be prepared for in industry. Do you see that being a barrier here, or will people be comfortable with the, hey, we can be parsimonious, we can be focused and not have every ornament on the, the data tree? So I think that the adoption of this process is has definitely um, been productive. I'm finding that from the regulatory side, we really have had great support from FDA. I think that's really important. We've done a great job of also coming back to our business partners in industry. We are at the stage, we are looking for demonstration projects, which is really exciting. So I think that once we have some demonstration projects that have become successful, that we will have increased adoption. As with any other project that kicks off until we can see some concrete output, for example, approving an additional indication for a device using this real-world evidence, I think that will be really exciting and give us some additional momentum. Great. And Terry, since uh, you've been spending so much time focusing on UDI, how, how critical is that for success as we go forward for uh, real-world evidence? Well, we think it's foundational at FDA that the UDI be captured in all registries that are looking for to support the national evaluation system. And what I can say on this project in particular is that because we had representation not only from uh, FDA but from ONC 
and bringing in expertise around infrastructure development, around interoperability, and we could pass that along to the clinicians and they could better understand what we were trying to achieve from a government perspective. We really got a lot done in terms of data quality improvement in Access Good ID, identifying where the gaps were and where we should go in step in the next phase of this project. Great. Roseanne, uh, why is the time now perfect? Well, you know, this, you know, some of the issues um, raised um, on Grand Rounds and uh, here, uh, uh, the need uh, to have better evidence in a more uh, efficient way has been around for a while, but why is the time now for actually doing this? With the aging healthcare pro uh, population, there's been enormous pressure on the healthcare system, um, and we are faced with uh, challenges to be able to be more efficient with our healthcare resources. And getting um, devices and therapies to um, the clinicians in a faster, better, cheaper way is so much more important now than it ever has been. So Terry, tell us a little more about the evolution here for these projects in phase three. So for in particular for the UDI uh, data, we're going to use the lessons learned. One of the realizations that we had, we focused initially on, on registries and the entry of the data into the registries. And then we recognized the healthcare systems that have to put that data in. So for phase three, we're gonna engage those healthcare systems more in that initial entry, scanning of the UDI, entering those common data elements, and having that flow through to the registry to get rid of that swivel idea of double entry to actually engage the hospitals. And we're putting that together. A proposal was put together by Cook Medical to look into that workflow and have industry partner with the healthcare provider, partner with the regulatory staff and academia um, and see how much more we can go with this project. All right. Well, great. So thanks uh, for joining us on this uh, podcast, and special thanks for to Renee, Terry, and Roseanne for uh, reflecting on uh, their grand rounds and uh, MD EpiNet and what it's doing there for the uh, Rapid Speed projects. Uh, our next podcast will be uh, with uh, Tom Carton and Keith Marcello on data linkage uh, within, across, and beyond PCORnet. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for joining today's NIH Collaboratory Grand Rounds podcast. Let us know what you think by rating this interview on our website, and we hope to see you again on our next Grand Rounds, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Mm -hmm.